Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast. A podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you up your being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the river of wisdom a sprawling township spanning many miles was created on the river banks at prayag close to varanasi during the ardha kumbha mela as some of you know the kumbha mela is the world's largest religious gathering purna kumbha occurs once every 12 years and ardha kumbha occurs once every 6 years hosted in any of the four locations in india prayag haridwar ujjain and nasik as we walk towards the ghats to have our ceremonial dip in the sacred confluence of the rivers ganga yamuna and saraswati we spotted a few policemen on horseback they rode their majestic horses into the crowd barely blowing their whistles spotting the police amongst them the crowds started to be more orderly and walking at an even pace towards the ghats the difference in the behavior of the crowds was palpable the kumbh mela has an peckable record of hardly any crime despite millions congregating there for prayers listening to discourses meeting sadhus and performing sadhana i spotted some policemen having chai and immediately went up to them thanking them for their work in managing the swelling crowds they politely said that they were doing their seva and enjoyed this kind of duty far more than chasing criminals i asked them how were the crowds being managed without much problem and the policeman said most people don't know that horses elephants are the most gentle creatures and will never trample anyone unless provoked but due to their size people are afraid of being trampled and hence they regulate their behavior they stick to their cues and do not transgress the barricades also because of the soft sand of the river bed riding horses and having the height to oversee the crowds is much better than being on a motorcycle we chatted for a bit and then i proceeded towards the ghats mulling over the beauty of self regulation and dharma in vedanta we speak of both self mastery and self discovery by self do we mean the atma no atma does not need mastery then the body yes the mind 
most definitely. The Yoga Sutras revealed by Rishi Patanjali defines yoga as Chitta Vritti Nirodhaha, meaning mastery of the mind is yoga. Atma Vinigrahaha or self-mastery is mentioned as one of the 20 important values in the 13th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. Self-mastery includes mastery over the mind and the body such that we use both as instruments. Before we try to control or save the world, we start with where we are. So, we can understand self-mastery as assimilating the value of dharma and application of willpower and won't power in following dharma. Let's take the dharma of ahimsa, non-harmfulness. Ahimsa means not causing harm by any means, neither by thoughts, nor by words, nor by actions. It's a fundamental value of dharma, recognized as one of the five yamas or restraints of Ashtanga Yoga and the foundation of dharma. You are a free person. Why restrain oneself? Well, we recognize that we do have a tendency to hurt or harm someone. Her partner is not looking up from the laptop as she is narrating the events of the family get-together. And he's just saying, hmm, hmm, hmm. In response to his grunts, she gets fed up and reacts, you're so self-absorbed, just like your mother, and walks out. She is hurt because he's not paying attention. What does she do? She hurts him back. She wants to punish him in some way. We're not going into whether it is justified or has an element of truth. The caregiver was exhausted and so she just screamed at her house help because there was not enough salt in the food. We hurt the other out of frustration. The mother who had to keep the leftovers in the refrigerator for the umpteenth time because her teenager child did not inform her that she was going to eat out is hurt because of the child's insensitivity. She does not talk to the child because she feels taken for granted. Both are hurt. One sulks and withdraws affection. The other yells. The grandfather is hurt because his grandchildren do not obey nor care for him. The grandchildren are fed up of receiving unsolicited advice from the grandfather as they feel diminished by his long list of do's and don'ts. We hurt the other by ignoring him or her or them. You're angry with the boss who totally ignored your contribution in the presentation. And so, at the first chance, you share some confidential information about the boss with other colleagues. 
we hurt the other by taking the other's reputation down a notch or two. Your friend is upset with you as you did not help according to his expectation due to a medical emergency. And so he exited the WhatsApp group that you had started with no explanation. We hurt the other by disregarding what is important to them. The touch and the look of the silk sari is so gorgeous that I don't mind that many silkworms were killed in the process. We hurt another being because our pleasure is more important than their life. Every day, there are enough and more situations which prompt us to want to hurt the person or the environment. And so we can appreciate and embody ahimsa only when the implications of himsa harm is clear to us. We do not want to be hurt and nor does the other person in any way. This is our shared humanity, our shared experience of feeling universal emotions, although our specific situations are different. Hurt or harm done to us through ignoring, insulting, humiliating, sarcasm, criticism is painful. If we felt the pain, then our shared humanity makes us not want to inflict that pain on others. Just like the other does not want to be hurt, I do not want to be hurt. Have we assimilated this? In other words, if we've understood the value of the value, we will not do himsa or hurt the other. We will restrain oneself and apply won't power, not hurt the other. Just like we fully embody the value of money. Let's say you have a note of rupees 500 or $10. You have an argument with the friend. Both of you are raging mad. But you will not tear the note, nor spit on it, nor kick it, nor deface it, nor throw it away. Why? You are applying your won't power. No matter what the provocation, no matter what the mood, neither of you will destroy the inert object. The value of the note is not too much, yet the value of money is well assimilated. You have self-mastery in the way you use your willpower and won't power when it comes to money. Of course, as you probably know, won't power is not a word like willpower, but you understand where I'm going with it. Self-mastery involves assimilating the value of dharma and how we use our willpower and won't power in following it. When it comes to everyday interactions, have we assimilated 
the value of ahimsa enough such that we will not fly off the handle and end up saying things that we will regret later sure we have a right to express ourselves can we do it in a way that is respectful and kind with everyone one person was talking about her husband and she said my husband's colleagues are all praise for him and are so happy to work with him are they really talking about him or is it a case of mistaken identity he's not at all like how his teammates describe him decisive communicative and encouraging i find him to be just the opposite procrastinating quiet and discouraging most of the time sometimes we can be selective in applying ahimsa which is really kindness towards the other the good news is that the different values of samanya dharma are present in everyone's heart to the extent that we have cultivated and nurtured the garden of these values to that extent we can enjoy the fragrance and fruits of dharma it is important to note that ahimsa or any value is not absolute meaning it will not apply in all situations and all places and with all people but the exceptions are very few like in the case of the defense forces or the use of ahimsa for self defense while ahimsa is a value where we apply won't power a lot more as compared to will power santosha contentment is a niyama in ashtanga yoga and also a very important value mentioned in bhagavatam we use will power to remember our blessings as we taste the sweetness of the quiet contentment that beats in our hearts in santosha contentment we use won't power in restraining oneself from complaining and finding fault all the time complaining can become a habit this is not okay that is not okay you are not okay i was never okay nothing is okay seeing what the opposite of the value contentment does to you and others is important for us to fully assimilate the value of the value if you whine all the time you will be restless dissatisfied will pick up a fight easily and spread unhappiness around needless to say you won't have too many friends and your family members too will minimize conversation with you on the other hand if you were to enjoy the simple things of life much like we did when we were children see the wonder that is life and are grateful we have used our will power well santosha is not being lackadaisical or an underachiever and hence it is not opposed to ambition you have cultivated contentment for who you are and what you have sure you have the potential 
and can aim for more. All the values of Samanya Dharma require similar deliberation. Where do we need to use willpower and where do we need to use want power, which is all a part of self-mastery? Satyam, speaking the truth. Asteya, non-stealing. Aparikraha, non-possessiveness or clinging. Brahmacharya, learning about Brahman. Tapas, religious disciplines. Ishvara Pranidhanam, surrender to Ishvara. Shaucham, external and internal cleanliness. Swadhyaya, study of the scriptures and so on. Self-mastery does not mean that we have to clench our fists and grit our teeth and struggle with it all alone. The Shakti of Bhagavan is very much present as both willpower and won't power in our practice of self-mastery of dharma. So we allow Bhagavan's Shakti to flow through us as we embody dharma. Dharma enriches the hills and the valleys of society through us who are like the rivers, tributaries and rivulets of dharma, all flowing at their own pace and in their own way as we surrender to the ocean of dharma that is Bhagavan. To read more about the 20 values mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita, you can purchase the Value of Values book by Pooja Swami Dayananda Saraswati Ji. It is truly a world classic. The link to buy is in the description of this episode. You can also supplement with watching the 8 video series on Nyanam on our YouTube channel, the link of which is also included. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful and offering insight, I do hope you will consider sharing this with your friends, family or on social media. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter Arshavidya Bharati is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue and also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection, please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com. That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com.
As always, thank you for listening and we meet next week.